Hello world, I'm Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 113th Church Mag Podcast. People would see churches and know the experiences and have a personal experience of them trying to get things for free. Everything has a cost and free is an illusion. You need to be a promoter of the people who provide those resources so that their actual revenue streams can be increased. This week's podcast is brought to you by Church Mag Press. Church Mag Press has all kinds of awesome resources for church techs, creatives, and leaders. You'll find ebooks, stock photos, and even a devotional specifically for church techs. Check it out, churchmag.press. That's churchmag.press. This week we talk about the sometimes high cost of free products and services. If you'd like to join the conversation, tell us what your favorite free online services are by using the CMAGCast hashtag on Twitter. Email us at podcast at churchmag or visit the churchmag podcast page on churchmag. Now, let the fun begin. Welcome to a quick episode of the Church Mag podcast. We say quick because um, Phil has to go get some family photos done, and um, we won't talk any more about that. It's a, it's a sensitive subject. And no one wants to take the photos. <laughs> That's the theme. That's the theme. Nobody wants to take it. Um, you know, this last week, well, was it last week, week before? I don't know. I, I'm a terrible storyteller. My wife tells me to, tells me that this is the case. And when I hear myself and I edit myself, I'm like, oh, I get hung up on the stupidest details. I'm that guy that's like, you know, the other morning, no, wait, it wasn't morning. It was afternoon. And everyone listening is like, does it matter? Is it relevant to the story? No, it is not. Please continue. <sighs> I digress. I have been using the WordPress repository for plugins and stuff for years, and I have never rated a plugin or left a review. And having um, been involved in releasing some free plugins myself now, I am becoming enlightened and begin to think more about the fact that nothing is for free. Now, clearly, you know, here at Church Mag, you know, I know we, we sell advertising and stuff like that to, to pay some bills and to compensate us, while not much, for some of our time in, in making this thing happen. And we use free services like Google, stuff like that. And just the idea and the concept of cost, while on the user end sees it as free, has really hit me hard. And so... In regards to the WordPress repository, I've decided to every week, I have it on my to-do list, I leave a rating and a review of every plugin that I use, um, you know, like on a regular basis or have or use on a website currently, because it's like the least thing I can do. Here they are having this plugin up for free for people to download and everything. And if you read the reviews, oftentimes people get very, very demanding or upset if it doesn't work exactly right. I mean, they want one-on-one troubleshooting from a WordPress professional on why it's not working on their website for a plugin that they paid nothing for. It's absolutely free. And I'm just wondering, like, at what point our minds have switched so much that when we get something for quote-unquote free, we A, don't realize that Nothing is actually for free. That that free that free is actually a um, an illusion. That everything has a cost, and that we have become so demanding about things that don't cost us seemingly anything. Well, and I think that there's a reason that there's the demanding on the other side is because so many people build a business on top of that for the people that are being demanding and they have no investments. Shame on you. You shouldn't be doing that. But there is a lot of people. I mean, WordPress has made themselves so valuable. It's the Google model. They made them so, so valuable that it's inconceivable that they 
are not there anymore. That's what Google searches. That's what Google Gmail account is. That's what Android is. And so if you can create something so amazing that people want to use it, that it's free, all of a sudden now it's not going anywhere. But there is still a cost to that process. There's still a cost of using Android and WordPress and everything else. You just don't exactly see mm-hmm. it up front. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we even see that in, in church and in ministry as well. I'm Phil, I mean, ha- have you not noticed that as well, how, how people can often be about what the church needs to do for them? Because they tithe. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, or they said they do. Right. Well, let's go with let's go with that comment first. <laughs> well, I, I give. Well, first off, when you say I give, that sounds suspicious. Like I give my thoughts. <laughs> I give my I give my positive feelings. I give my opinions. Yeah, I, I give five bucks every every few weeks. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. People, you know, th- that's that's one thing I wanted to tell somebody one time. I give my tithe. Well, great. So you give your tithe. We give you a giving statement saying you give your tithe. Okay. So that tells the IRS that you receive no, you receive other than uh, intangible religious benefits. You don't get anything out of this. So if you give me your opinions and I have to listen to them based on the fact that you tithe, now you're an investor. You're not a tither. And so you're going to pay back taxes. Um, Your call, chief. Wow. I've never done that. I've never, (laughs) I have really wanted to do that. But you've, but clearly you've thought. It. Oh, oh yeah. I well, we had some. Well, well I'm not going to go in there. But so that's the kind of that's the kind of thought process people have. And I'm like, oh, so you, and I, I want to say you're giving to to get, but that's that's beside the point. Yeah, people feel like because they because they show up because they give that uh, church should rearrange itself to suit their needs. Um, which okay, if that's if that's true, then there are in my church there are 299 other givers who also want church to reshape to fit their needs. So do we get one Sunday of the year, or like, you know, like okay, this Sunday is your Sunday; it's going to fit your needs, and then we'll get you next Sunday. And we will, by after three years, we'll have covered over half of you. Right now, it's you, just you know, it's, it's me. Yeah, and I bring this up because as church techs and as as guys that use technology all the time, we use all, all of us use. Um, Free stuff. And, you know, several several years ago, I finally decided that things like CyberDuck and um, now I can't think of any others. Um, I think there was a there was a Mac program program called Horst and they're, they're free apps that help web development, etc. And they're, they're free, but they ask for a donation. And I also have a few plugins that are that way as well. And I used to think, all right, donate, get it. Yeah, whatever. Click through. And at some point I decided, you know what, you, you get what you pay for. Right. And so I've decided I've made a conscious effort that if I'm using one of these free tools that have a donate button and I'm enjoying the product and I'm using it on a regular basis that I go out of my way to donate to it. Right now, I don't then expect and then demand that I get support if it doesn't work or something like that. I just feel as though like, you know, I've I'm dependent on this. I want to make sure that this is this is is sustainable and and keeps, you know, that I can keep using it because I appreciate it. And I think really the, the biggest reason why I bring this up is I feel like it's a good reminder for us to have a good attitude and have a proper mindset in using these free tools. Like, you know, Jeremy, when he was writing the uh, church tech devotional, you lost your file 
well in moving files around with Google Drive and all this sort of thing. Now, you didn't get bent out of shape about Google Drive because it's a free service. So you took responsibility and then you ended up um, you ended up paying for a service, right? <laughs> Thanks for opening old wounds, but yes. <laughs> right. So, I mean, and then when, so when you realize you needed something more then you know, you, you, you paid the premium. Now, if you were paying the premium and something bad happened, right, and they reneged on what they uh, a prom a service promised that you're paying for then you might be able to to have a right to be upset but so many times i think it's easy for people after they they've used a free service for a long time and they become dependent on it and they don't pay for it that if something goes wrong they're really bent out of shape and i guess this is just kind of a a, a call to us having a good attitude and putting things in perspective that that everything has a cost and that that free is an illusion that being said i will say that uh if you can create something that's so amazing that people want to come to it that might be the best way to get into the markets i know that on the opposite side is i know whenever i was doing church tech in the youth ministry that people would see churches and know the experiences and have a personal experience of them trying to get things for free so Several businesses I know of are charging really high prices. And I've had a couple conversations with people. I'm not going to name names, but a couple of people would say the cost to get into the church is so high because churches demand so much for free that we actually have to have an extra fee in that ability just because they're going to ask so many questions and basically expect us to do it. And so when you look at the cost of church products versus secular products that you could use, live streaming is one, web hosting is another. You're paying a super premium in that process because they know how to work with churches. But churches make it so hard to work with. Not all churches, I'm not generalizing here, but many of them really do. I've done social media for churches. You guys make it hard on us. And so I think that that's important to realize as well, that if you're going to charge something, you're probably going to have to charge a whole lot more because you guys make it hard, whoever those people are. Yeah, because when you hear about church-centric websites, church-centric um, hosting or anything like that, I think that most people initially think, oh, it's going to be cheaper. Oh, yeah. They always think that. When really, when really, what... What you need to realize is that what they're saying is we specialize in something. Yep. And when someone yep. specializes in something, that gives them every every right, every reason to be able to ask for a larger fee because they specialize. Yep, you got it. Which is completely opposite of what I think most of us think of when we hear a, of, of, of a church service. Well, you're, you're, think, you're thinking about from that mind frame, they're not. They're just realizing <laughs> right. that there's so much extra overhead costs that each church is going to require that they know that. Now, if they had that mentality, they could add even more on top of that, but then the prices become really difficult. But they're not even thinking from that side of things, Eric, though I think you can think of it that way if you want to. I think I I I I go on with Eric a little more. Not not that it's it's not d it's not underhanded. I'll put it like that. Okay, it is specializing, gives them the right to charge more. But I think churches are just gullible on one end. Like um, I I can't tell you how many times I've walked out of the, my local Christian bookstore in disgust because half of the material in there really isn't Christian. It's just quote unquote positive, and it's always priced higher. Always priced higher. I was looking at a Christian uh, retail. I won't tell you the name of it, but a Christian retail um, 
or Christian wholesale distributor um, magazine the other day for resources, and they had a resource in there like, on sale. They gave, they gave a price, and it was it wasn't even a Christian resource. It was just just an ancillary resource to a product they were selling just to make money. And I looked it up on Amazon, and I can get it eight dollars cheaper on Amazon. And I thought, well, Amazon does you know discounts deep, loss leader stuff. I looked up Walmart, and it was the same price at Walmart. So this Christian retailer was selling this product for I think six to eight dollars more than other retailers because you know they could because churches are dumb. Well, maybe, maybe. Well, maybe or maybe not. I don't. Know. This this gets into some some stuff that's probably out of our out of our realm because I mean there's there's quantity. There's, well, possibly. Yeah. But my question is this: if you if we're going to sell to churches and you can't you can't make a product you, you can't sell it as cheap as other resources why even tempt a church to spend more money sure because we do have people here that are designers and it consultants and other people that invest in the church um, i know several people that have talked about how they do website design or creative graphics stuff and have asked that question of what does a normal graphics person get paid because i've only been doing this within the church and i'm getting paid less than the youth pastor and let me just tell you the lesson the youth pastor is right you know poverty uh, a friend of mine a friend of church mag um he he ha- he's a freelancer he does he has his own kind of creative agency and at some point him and his wife decided that they would only work with nonprofits and he th- this is his this is his kind of um his response to that in, in talking about it he says you know like praise god you know, we're always paying our bills and we're not rich, but, you know, we're making it and we're surviving, which what he's saying is that because I'm only working with nonprofit clients, two things are happening. One, he can't charge as much, but then he also has told me that then they are then also higher maintenance. So it's like it's double edged. He's getting paid less and working more, but he's grateful because, you know, he, he, he feels good about being able to, to help these nonprofits be successful and, and, and have good and have good uh, media and, and those kind of things, the things that he does for them. And so um, that, that's just the re- that's kind of the reality of it. I don't know what we do with that as the church. Maybe we, maybe we need to turn. I don't know. Like acknowledgement is the first step to recovery. <laughs> it is. That is step one of the 12 step program. Right. Like we're high maintenance and we don't pay people enough. <laughs> okay. Now what? I mean, should the church be known opposite? Like why wow, the church is so uh, easy to work with and, and the church is so, so extravagantly and, and, and gives so much. Instead, it's like, yeah, they're cheap and hard to deal with. Yeah. Yikes. Well, I think that you can, if you are on the end of the, the creator, whatever that is, the service provider that you can start to look at that stuff. And first of all, the people are going to use, well, you're doing this for God. So that should be a reward in and of itself. And we've talked about this previously on the podcast, take that for what it is. If that's truly the case for you and that's something that you're benefiting, then you can justify that cost. Um, For me, I know that whenever I get into private practice for counseling, one of the things that I've thought through in this process is I want to offer a cheaper service to churches, because if you think counseling, Christians don't think the first thing I want to do is go to counseling. I want to go talk to my pastor because counseling is too much. And I don't know how I feel about that, even though it's probably the best thing for me. And so for me. I'm going to add value in that process, but offer it cheaper for churches because I'm going to say, pastor, if you pay full price for this, I will offer at a half price for all of your, for five or six of your congregation members to come in and do marriage counseling. 
And so that in and of itself can be a value. But I have specifically stated in my head, I think that pastors need this. I think that um, church members need this. And I want the pastor to experience it so he can advocate for people. But ultimately, I'm going to serve the church within my ministry, regardless if I do it for churches or not. And so I don't want to provide a discount price to them because I know what I'm doing and it's for the kingdom. And so you can't have that conversation with me. And so you have to make that intentional process for yourself if you're going to do that as a provider to the church. Right. And But, but that shouldn't take away from the value. That should not take away from the value. Absolutely. It, it has a cost. You know, it, it has a cost to you. You know, um, and so I, and, and, and I also think that me not doing that is going to make me make sure I provide the best service to them, because if they come in completely skeptical and I have clients like that now that aren't in the church, but if they're completely skeptical of this process and they have to pay that full price, then I need to be making sure that I'm providing them something that's amazing in that process. Same thing if you're providing a website or a blog or design or IT consultation, make sure if you're paying, making them pay for something, you're providing that level of quality to them back. Right. Exactly. You got any closing thoughts on that, Phil? I just think that, you know, it's clear. First Timothy five, Paul talks about it. People are, are worthy of the, of the wages they earn. You know, and if you want something, you're going to invest in it. Um, if you, if you, I, Jeremy, I think your, your statement about it, like you, counseling costs money. But if you want to, if you want to invest in the church by by accepting less, that's fine. But the person who prov- the, the provider should be able to offer you know, a, a discount. They should not be expected or demanded. And that, uh, you know, like back to the whole, you know, launch pad of this, if you are a user of free resources, you need to be a promoter of the people who provide those free res- free resources so that their actual revenue streams can be increased. And how awesome would it be for a church to, to take Jeremy up on this, see the benefits and say, you know what, Jeremy, we're not only paying full price, but we want to support you. We want to support. We want to pay for this other church's stuff. Yeah, or our congregation you know? members to get healthier. Absolutely, I think exactly. Flip think, it on its head because we talk about oh, you want to invest in the kingdom, you want to do it for free. Yeah. Well, you know what? Investing in the kingdom isn't always about giving free. It can also be about giving more. Yeah, paying yeah. more, etc. Yep. And while we're on the topic of getting stuff for free, if you like this podcast, you should go to iTunes and leave us a review because that's how we get paid in this process. So <laughs> go leave us a review. Right. Exactly. We, we we really like it. We really like the reviews because then, I don't know, it's just really nice. And we like to read them. That's my favorite part. Honestly, <laughs> hey, honestly hey, that just hey. feeds our ego and our soul. And I think. So, wait, wait, guys. Can you hear that? Someone's going, they're turning us off. Stop it. Don't. You feel guilty. Don't you know turn what? Us off. You eating. turn it off. Stop. If you're not going to leave us no. a review, leave you the review. Turn it Cleanse off. Leave the review. Leave the review. If you're not going to leave it, then you turn this off. We want reviews or we want nothing. We honestly want that interaction. Yeah. We, that's what we love. We love doing that. And so we get this interaction with each other. As Eric, you had said, I can't wait to be on this podcast because it's been a rough week and I'm just like emotionally drained because of all this stuff going on behind the scenes. And so I'm ready for this podcast. That's filling. But then when we hear stuff from you guys, that's just like the whipped cream and not the crappy Walmart. Whipped cream. It's the great whipped cream that's on top. Buddy, I'm sorry. I don't know where you're going. Whipped cream. I think I, I think it's time to wrap it up, Eric. Go ahead and okay. go. <laughs> there is. Okay, Jeremy provided. I'm not preventing you from going to get pictures. Ge- yeah, Jer- Jeremy put the whipped cream, so the cherry on the top is. Until next week. 
send us an email, subscribe, and search for previous episodes of the Church Mag Podcast by visiting churchm.ag. That's churchmag, churchm.ag. And as Jeremy said on the podcast this week, we love iTunes reviews. So please take a moment and leave us a review. Until next week. The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on buzzsprout.com.